Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chahan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with an important update. The Supreme Court has issued fresh guidelines for the designation of senior advocates. The designation of senior advocate is an honor and recognition of a lawyer's achievements and standing within the legal community. It is usually given to lawyers who have practiced for a significant number of years and have made significant contributions to the legal profession. They are often seen as leaders and mentors within the legal community that are expected to uphold high standards of professionalism and ethical conduct. If you remember, this year in May, Supreme Court had laid down elaborate guidelines in pleas which sought modifications in guidelines laid down in the case of Indira Jai Singh versus Supreme Court of India in 2017. This judgment modified the criteria for senior designation. Now the Supreme Court has issued fresh guidelines. The court has also invited fresh applications from former chief justices and judges of high court who are desirous of being considered for senior designation. The names shortlisted by the committee will be placed before the full bench. There shall be no voting by secret ballot save in an exceptional situation for reasons to be recorded. In Indra Singh judgment also, the court had ordered that secret voting should be an exception. To read in detail about the guidelines, you can visit our website at livelaw.in. As you know that the issue with respect to power over services between the Delhi government and the Lieutenant Governor had been resolved by the Supreme Court Constitution bench in May this year, observing that the power lies with Delhi government. Post this Government National Capital Territory Amendment Ordinance 2023 was promulgated by the President on 19th May. The ordinance envisages that a committee comprising the chief minister and two senior bureaucrats will make recommendations to the lieutenant governor regarding transfer and postings of civil servants. However, the LG will have sole discretion in taking a decision. The writ petition filed by the Delhi government points out that through the ordinance, the central government has in effect overturned the Supreme Court's verdict. Today, the Supreme Court bench comprising Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachud, Justice P.S. Narsimha and Justice Manoj Mishra heard senior advocate Dr. Abhishek Manu Singhvi appearing for the Delhi government and senior advocate Harish Salve appearing for the Delhi Lieutenant Governor. Significantly, the apex court indicated that it was contemplating a reference to a constitution bench in the petition. The court observed that the issue whether the powers under Article 239 AA Clause 7 Subclause A of the Constitution could be invoked to make the law of the present nature was not considered in either of the Constitution bench judgments of 2018 and 2023. The bench who has posted the matter to 20th July to hear preliminary arguments regarding the need for the reference. Also, let me tell you here that the ordinance is going to be presented as a bill before the Lok Sabha in the monsoon session, which starts 20th July. In another case regarding the power tussle between Delhi government and the LG, the Supreme Court urged the Delhi government and the Lieutenant Governor to rise above political bickering 
and find an amicable resolution to the deadlock regarding the appointment of Delhi Electricity Regulatory Commission and come up with a mutually agreed name for the post. As you know that this week the court had allowed Delhi government to defer the oath-taking ceremony for the retired judge who was appointed by the president while hearing the government's plea that the candidate was unilaterally nominated by the LG without its concurrence. This matter will also be heard on 20th July. Stay tuned. In the next update, the Supreme Court has extended the interim bail of G. Prakash, an associate of the slain forest bandit Virappan, who was sentenced to life imprisonment under the Terrorist and Disruptive Activities Prevention Act, that is TADA, in the Palar bomb blast case. Many of you may not recall the 1993 Palar bomb blast orchestrated by the decoyed Virappan and his gang, which claimed the lives of 22 people, including five Tamil Nadu Special Task Forest personnel and two forest guards. The incident contributed to the single highest number of casualties recorded during the two decades of anti-Virappan operations, leading to over 100 people being booked under TADA. Of the four accused, Virappan's elder brother G. Prakash and three more were awarded death penalties in 2004, although their sentences were commuted to that of life imprisonment by a constitution bench in 2014. G. Prakash was released from the jail last year after his wife moved the Supreme Court, highlighting his worsening health. A bench headed by Justice Sanjeev Khanna had granted him interim bail, which was today extended by the Supreme Court. The Council for the State of Karnataka informed the division bench of Justices Sanjeev Khanna and Bela M. Trivedi that although prisoners convicted under TADA cannot be considered under the remission policy, a letter had been written to the Union Home Ministry recommending Prakash's release. And now coming to an update with respect to the frequent strikes by advocates as a result of which courts working gets impeded. The Indian judiciary is already flooded with volumes of cases, so abstinence of work only worsens the situation and affects a speedy justice process. Supreme Court has time and again strictly observed its displeasure at protests by advocates hampering court procedures. Today, the Supreme Court directed the Bar Council of India to file an affidavit setting forth the instances where any state bar association across the country has called for strikes in the last one year and the action taken in that regard. The BCI has been directed to file the affidavit within a period of two weeks. A bench comprising Justice S.K. Kaul and Justice Sudhanshu Dholia was hearing a contempt petition filed by Common Cause inter alia alleging that the BCI is not taking steps to prevent advocates' strikes and is not looking effectively into its disciplinary control side. And now let me tell you that the Supreme Court has today refused to interfere with the Manipur High Court's order, which directed the Manipur government to restore the internet in a limited fashion in the state affected by ethnic conflicts. However, the court has granted liberty to the state of Manipur to approach the High Court in case of any difficulties faced in implementing the High Court's order. Earlier, the court, while considering two petitions on the issue, had stated that it could not take over the control of law and order from the elected government.
The internet ban has been imposed in Manipur since 3rd May in response to reported incidents of violence in the state. Though it is essential that spreading of fake and communal content is regulated, rather prohibited, internet ban in the state has adversely affected normal life ranging from school admissions to business ventures. And next is an important news coming from Assam, where 10 opposition leaders have approached the Supreme Court challenging a draft proposal recently published by the Election Commission of India for the delimitation of Assam's 126 assembly constituencies and 14 Lok Sabha constituencies. Delimitation is the process of fixing limits or boundaries of territorial constituencies. In this case, last year in December, the Election Commission began the delimitation of assembly and parliamentary constituencies in Assam by using the 2001 census figures as per representation of the People Act. This move to redraw the legislative seats in the state was initiated following a request from the Union Law Ministry submitted in November. During this process, no new administrative units in the state can be created till this exercise is complete as per a ban put in place by the Commission. The last time these seats were readjusted was nearly five decades ago, in 1976, on the basis of 1971 census data. Although this draft proposal released by the Commission has not sought to change the total number of constituencies, their boundaries have been redrawn in light of the changes in demography. This will reportedly lead to 30 existing assembly constituencies ceasing to exist and 26 new ones being created. The petitioners approaching the Supreme Court against the proposal include members of 10 opposition parties, including the Indian National Congress, Rajur Dal, Assam Jatiya Parishad, Communist Party of India Marxist, Communist Party of India, Trinamool Congress, Nationalist Congress Party, Rashtriya Janata Dal and Anchalik Gan Morcha. At present, the Bharatiya Janata Party is ruling in Assam and the next elections are scheduled to be in 2026. The Supreme Court has today dismissed a plea filed by a lawyer against the Kerala High Court's dismissal of a plea to direct the Southern Railways to permit a stop for the Vande Bharat train service at Tirur Railway Station in Mallapuram district. At the very outset, the bench comprising CGI Chandrachud, Justice P.S. Narsimha and Justice Manoj Mishra expressed its disinclination towards entertaining the plea. CGI Chandrachud remarked, and I quote, now you want us to decide which station a train stops at? Will we also take a call on stations from Delhi to Mumbai Rajdhani? Noting that it was a policy matter, the Supreme Court dismissed the plea. And now a good news for the fans of stand-up comedian Anubhav Singh Bassi. The Supreme Court today refused to entertain a plea filed by an advocate against the stand-up comedian, alleging that he had humiliated advocates and the judicial system in his stand-up special, Baskar Bassi. A bench comprising Justice S.K. Kaul and Justice Sudhanshu Dholia was displeased that such a frivolous petition was filed by an advocate. Adding to the problems for the makers of Adi Purush, an amendment application has now been filed before the Allahabad High Court in a pending PIL, which was filed last year, against the exhibition of the movie. The plea says that the obnoxious story of the movie is against the decency, morality and prestige of God and goddesses. 
and that it has hurt the feelings of followers of Sanatan Dharma, alleging that the Central Board of Film Certification had failed to discharge its statutory obligation as totally false and baseless narratives had been set up in the film. The plea seeks quashing of the certificate granted by the board for the exhibition of the film. Also, let me tell you that the High Court has already directed the central government to constitute a committee to revisit the certificate issued to the film. And now the High Court has also sought for the personal presence of movie director Om Raut, producer Bhushan Kumar and dialogue writer Manoj Muntashir Shukla to explain their bona fide. And lastly, the Delhi High Court has asked the Delhi Police to submit a fresh status report on the issue of strengthening and increasing the safety and security of court complexes in the national capital. A division bench of Chief Justice Satish Chandra Sharma and Justice Sanjeev Narula asked for the fresh status report to be based upon the recommendations and the steps suggested as per the joint meeting recently conducted by all the stakeholders on 6th May. The bench in April had directed the senior officials of Delhi Police and Bar Associations to hold a meeting and suggest measures to strengthen the safety and security of court complexes. The court was hearing a bunch of pleas seeking measures for increased safety and security in the trial courts, including a Suomoto case initiated in 2021 following the firing incident at Rohini Courts. The matter will now be heard on October 9th. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. Dear viewers, Team Live Law is in a constant process of improvement and your feedback is extremely valuable to us. I request you to fill a short feedback form, the link to which you can find in the description box below. Kindly participate and share your valuable suggestions. See you tomorrow.